0: Here is Lenore Zan, a.k.a. Rogue.
1: It's Cal Dodd here, voice of Wolverine from X-Men, the animated series, Bub. I want you to join me at the Uncanny Experience, the ultimate destination for X-Men fans just like you.
2: Where you will become a mutant student at Xavier's.
1: And be able to explore the school campus, shop the vendor hall, and meet the creators and stars of the X-Men universe.
2: There'll be panels, parties... Immersive activities all throughout the historic mansion. Whether you're a fan of the comics or the movies or the animated series, you'll find something to love.
1: This is Chris Claremont. I'm looking forward to seeing you all at the Uncanny Experience. It's going to be one hell of a ride, Bob. I bet it
0: will be uncanny.
2: Get your tickets now, sugar, at the UncannyExperience.com. Welcome,
1: everyone, to the X Factor Files podcast. We have found someone lurking in the studio, um, just dying to discuss Dark Hawk annual number two. Um, I'm Daryl.
0: I'm Philip, and it's not me.
1: No, you're always lurking. You're always Thanks. here as <laughs> a co-host, and it's not a bun-bun. A bun-bun is not lurking. It's actually, I opened
2: up a door, and there was Scott Free. Yeah uh i am here um and it's pride month and i am queer and we are here to talk about dark hawk uh-huh. Ooh. dark hawk what did um you know about
1: dark hawk at all philip because i knew nothing i i got him
0: on a pin uh, and i'm like who is this and someone's like dark hawk i'm like okay he's got a cool mask i should also say that asta is also here but she is
1: past the f out yeah she is fully on her side of sleep underneath the coffee table so
0: she's got the she's going to have the bun bun equivalent of pillow creases on her
2: cheek that's slightly
0: smushed and she's probably drooling
2: Mm. so scott what do you know about dark hawk oh i unfortunately know all too much about dark hawk and i really wish i didn't have all this knowledge about dark hawk um he is one of these characters that marvel created uh similar to like the new warriors uh where he's very much to try to capture the sort of like teen hero sort of like a nova vibe mm-hmm. and um the thing you have to understand about dog is he is very very 90s like it is it is difficult Unless you lived in the 90s, it is difficult to get across how much this character is like the embodiment of certain things from the 90s. He's big. He's armored. He's he like shoulder pads. the shoulder shoulder pads for the gods. Um, He's got a magic amulet that lets him change into the super like cyborg warrior. Um but it's also from space, but it's also from another dimension. And he's kind of one of these like Power Rangers kids who's trying to like manage like his like normal life. But then sometimes he gets the call and has to turn into like Dark Hawk. And um, it's insane. Um, He pops up now and again, post 90s. Like he's in some of the Abnett landing Guardians of the Galaxy stuff from the aughts. Um, but he's he's a real nineties just like vibe.
0: You're a bit younger than us, but do you remember the show's Beetleborgs or
2: the Mystic Knights of Tiernanog? Uh Beetleborgs scared the crap out of me. And I think it was because of like the Jay Leno guy who um like oh with the organ. He was like the Zordon kind of guy, and like I, I, I do remember like
0: Beetleborgs. Yeah, like I've, as you were describing Dark Hawk, I'm like, oh, that's a whole niche that gets like the Mystic Knights and Beetleborgs, and like younger kids getting these powers, and then like looking more aged up, but also with lots of shoulder pads and ridiculous
2: helmets. Like, like the the best way I can like describe it to like younger listeners is like, like you know, Jamie Reyes, Blue Beetle, like the current Blue Beetle, mm-hmm. who similar sort of thing where he, he has like an amulet and transforms into like this tech thing, except not as like just just like nuttier. Like, there's also <laughs> just, like like his his father is like involved with like. Rhyme or something, and his father he thinks is dead, but he's not. And he's got two like plucky younger siblings who, like, are always just on the edge of figuring out that like their cool older brother is like Dark Hawk, and he always is just like one step ahead of like being uncovered as Dark Hawk. And the craziest thing is in in, like this era now, where like you know, you get five, six issues of a series, like Captain. Uh, betsy brad of captain britain just ended at like five series five mm-hmm. issues that's pretty solid dark hawk was 50 issues plus a bunch of annuals written by like one guy and that is what? insane nowadays because a, a d-list character would not get 10 issues much less like like 50 then of course marvel you know almost collapsed at the end of the, the 90s so yep. <laughs> yeah and <laughs> Uh, this lines up so
1: the writer is danny Fingeroff, um and this came up when i guested on gray mulkin recently and this episode of gray mulkin is probably already out for a while by the time this episode comes out that we're talking on right now um but we were chatting with mark mclaurin who did the cage series for 20 issues and um the the thing that came up is basically why Mark left Marvel. he's like, if I had the choice, I wouldn't have. But in the late 90s, when there was bankruptcy, they just laid off everyone. Yeah. And that's where they called a lot of these titles. Like, if you're thinking of, like, this is Dark Hawk Annual 2 in 1993. That sets us up for, like, the 50 issues. Like, that's them canceling it and yanking it off the shelves around the same time as, like, Generation X. And things like that, like the um, late 90s, like 97 through 2000 is where they just started chucking all their titles because they couldn't pay the talent anymore. They're like, we need to focus on our super valuable properties and we need to keep the writers who write them really well. And that's it. Like, there's no room for experimentation or fun little side titles that really appeal to less people. Um, because you also had the comic industry just plummet, like the bottom fell out, at, because of the speculator market.
2: So, yeah. Shock, shockingly, people did not want to buy a hollow foil, you know, covers of Dark Hawk, number whatever, um,
1: number like eleven or something,
2: yeah. With, um, know, like an appearance by like Cable or something. And um, it it's it it it's really hard to just like describe to people who not like didn't live through it but were like aware of just like the complete and total collapse of like the industry and part of it is like books books like marvel just could not like you said could not afford to put out like books like this anymore yeah and
1: 1993 is really the beginning like um because you had 1991 with x-men number one being huge tons of issues sold and then everyone in the comics industry, is like, well, we can sell anything. And then they the gimmicks, like you referenced with the foil covers and things, they started to see less and less return. And I view this year of annuals at Marvel as it's a gimmick. There's a new character introduced in every single annual. They are trying to pump the tires so much to make as much money as possible. And I think for many of these titles, it was the last time they either ever had an annual or it wasn't until like 1998 that they got the next annual um this is the last gasp of the whole model for annuals at marvel um and it i think probably hastened those uh, annuals going away that people were like oh it comes with a trading card um there's a brand new character and then they didn't do anything with a lot of the characters the character introduced here dream killer never appears again ever so you told me
0: that and i was like what but he's more powerful he's got
1: a mission like okay let's get into it then let's talk about let's talk about dream killer and we do open on some stuff that scott just talked about um we open on Darkhawk in a hotel room like it's a probably by the month rent um staying there with his two younger brothers and there's a phone call for him his name is chris um and there's a phone call for chris at the end of the hallway phone it's the middle of the night and it's the grouchy neighbor or landlord we don't know um telling him like you got a phone call and dark hawk is like Cheryl and the woman on the other end of the line is like no not Cheryl Allegra Allegra Bazine so um at least he has like several women in his life
2: like he's got something going for him
1: oh no
2: yeah
0: Yeah, um asked woman if her name was Allegra
2: (laughs) yeah her name was Allegra um she's an allergy medicine oh yeah not not a music speed (laughs) yes the um, yeah, just like to to give this just a teensy bit of context, since I'm probably the only person who collects Dark Hawk comics, mm. um, their house has burned down for reasons I'm not going to inflict upon you, fine gentlemen. But that's why they're in a, a motel. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, Allegra uh I was like yeah I can't trust anybody else and his two brothers uh one cool one a nerd um are uh and you know you know the, the little one's a nerd because he's got glasses and um they're like spying on Chris uh talking to um kind of this woman and um the, the then like woman who comes in and is just like Chris where are you going? Um that's his mom who is also drawn sort of like a teenager. Um, and like if if you don't, you might not get this from the art, but like Chris Darkhawk is supposed to be like 15, but he's drawn like a jacked like 25 year old. Um, yes.
0: It was very confusing.
2: Yes. Yeah, he he's like, he's he's 15, 16. Um, but you know, the magic amulet apparently just makes you like like ripped. So. Yeah, <laughs> you don't even have to go to the gym with the magic amulet. So yeah.
0: why why does Allegra seek out the civilian version of Darkhawk here? Like, how how does she? How is he someone that's known?
1: Apparently, he saved her life one time, and there's a bond between them. And she's sending a car because she has a problem that she needs to talk to him about. Oh yeah. Sorry, dear listener, it's been a hot minute. This, is, this, this is a straight-up
2: booty call. Yeah. With a
1: 16-year-old? Uh, she's probably 16, too.
2: Yeah. It, again, sort of, like, confusingly, she's the daughter of... She's the daughter of Chris Darkhawk's father's enemy. So, like, it's also supposed to be, like, a forbidden... Blake, like like a Romeo and Juliet yeah, situation. Yeah. yeah. Oh uh, my. Uh,
1: so a a car is being sent for him. We cut to creepy guy with an artifact in um his home office, and he is unleashing something. It it's very cosmic looking it's very cosmic genie from aladdin we get a a
0: black outline with some great blue pink and yellow dots inside and then
1: actually i do really like how the smoky effect is Mm -hmm. Um, we get the if you turn the page it's the trans flag of smokiness it is
0: (laughs) and that carries through that it's this white pink and blue smoke around Oh, I'm sorry.
1: This is Dream Killer figure,
0: and then yes. we have to wait a page before we get the big bold letters Dream Killer, where we see the spots in the armor and so more than just an outline.
1: So, dude is sending out what he is calling his truest form, which is this Dream Killer who can fly and He he's um,
0: he can fly on the
1: wispy. Yes, smoke. and he. Breaks in to a person's house,
0: which I thought was Chris when I first
1: read it, right? But it is not
2: his name is Blenholt, um the different forty five year old man than the sixteen year old.
1: um, and Dream Killer describes himself as the murderer of wishes, prayers, and love, <laughs> which wow. The I love mean business card, yeah. <laughs> make sure to put like, your email address and like at least two phone numbers on the business card because um it, there's no more room after you're the destroyer room. of all those things. So he's trying to kill um Blenhold. Victor Blenhold. Um do we know why? We later okay know why so Blenhold is um about right. to get murdered but Blenholz's like, child in Spider-Man pajamas comes in, and Dream Killer is like, "Oh, I can't kill this dude in front of his kid." So, so he just plops I'm Victor go- down. I'm gonna resend my Dream Killer back into this magic artifact. Yep. And you're uh, like, what
0: is happening?
2: Again, I was
1: like, "What is happening?
2: What is what is happening here? Why is why is any of this happening?" Um, I, and then we get, you know smash cut to Westchester County and the Bazin estate. Um, and uh, Allegra is talking about how, you know, like she reached out to, to Chris because a few weeks ago somebody stole something for from her father's grave that turned a guy into a monster. Um, and like, if you're really interested, you can read Darkhawk number twenty two. Uh, Darkhawk and Ghost Rider show up to fight this monster thing, um, and she then sort of starts to put the moves on. He uh, does. She it. puts
0: her hand over his hand while it's on his leg. She brings him in for some smooches. It's weird yeah and Uh, he's
1: feeling he's like why am i here like this is my dad's enemies house." like his painting is right there looking at us as we're like snuggling and this doesn't seem comfortable and um they are watching a gangster movie on tv fitting and she's like shut up and starts to kiss him and then we see that dream killer is on a rampage elsewhere in the city um so Chris has to go. Yeah, Chris is like, uh, I gotta settle down, and um, there's some armor awaiting me. Okay. Yeah. Um,
0: I I don't know if I made the appropriate reference before of someone being lawful, neutral, good. Yes. Um. So ask the expert here with Mr. Scott Free. A did I use that one appropriately? And for Dream Killer, is he lawful evil? Is that or evil lawful since he is doing evil things but not in front of a kid
2: uh i mean i i would I would say he's he's neutral to chaotic evil I mean he is he's is using this monster to try to kill his ex-wife's new new mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't call it like lawful in that that sort of context <laughs> um, just like to to give just a little more context to like their weird allegra and chris's weird relationship chris's father is a cop who gets caught taking bribes but they go back and forth on whether he did it intentionally or not and her father is the crime boss who was trying to bribe the cops and it's like There's there's a lot going on here and he fakes his death and he goes out to San Francisco, which is a really convenient excuse to have Chris as Dark Hawk. Sometimes he's in New York, sometimes he's in San Francisco and he can help like the new warriors who are based out of San Francisco for a bit. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's it's like convenient. Um, But he's got to run off because this object, mystery object of power that was stolen from her grave, from her father's grave. He notices it, like, on the belt of, like, the dream killer thing. Um, so, yeah. And then he pulls out his amulet and is like, okay, it's Darkhawk time. It's
1: Darkhawk time, and he can fly. Um, yes. Apparently, he could just soar. But in Darkhawk 29, he gets the ability to fly. So he's off, and Allegra is moody, staring out the window. And she's like, did I just see something? Oh, whatever. She's too busy pining to notice the outline of Darkhawk across the moon. Yes. Um, Darkhawk flies in to where Dreamkiller is rampaging um, because the cops have shown up. And uh, Darkhawk is like, let them go now. And he shoots a beam out of his amulet, which is on his chest. And Dreamkiller is not that phased.
0: No, he's slightly steaming, but he is marching up to dark hawk and slams him in the face
1: he does say we haven't even exchanged business cards yet so dream color killer does acknowledge that he has a business card (laughs) Uh Um, and uh, he uh, he's laying waste to everyone and then he disappears into his smoke form and he's gone he's like
2: uh i'm over this yeah i'm i'm done uh and he you know returns to um his corporeal form or whatever of the the uh the crooked businessman Mm -hmm. um, whose backstory we then we then get uh yeah like he was just sort of an asshole and yeah not not only was he like a bad businessman uh he was also like an occultist and like he wanted to be like doctor strange or baron mordo um except he wasn't really good so uh he beat his wife and uh she threw his ass out and um and when yeah
0: it looks like when he saw ghost rider and dark hawk fighting the being from that was referenced before, he's like, I need that.
1: Like, I bet that there is a magical artifact that I can take from this and become a Sorcerer Supreme. And maybe not sweat so much. And then he gives the whole story of, like, how his wife gets remarried, and he's super pissed that he thought, you know, obviously she would want to get back with him, but instead, he was just posting lost posters for this artifact. Yeah. Like, have you seen this ancient artifact? If so, call me. Um,
2: yeah. And someone
0: and, had seen it because they dug up the dad. Yeah. Got the artifact. And, and, and like. We, yeah. Go ahead. Like you do. Yep. Um. And when he tried to sell it to this creepy guy, the creepy guy grabbed it and murdered him.
1: Yep yeah um he started uh performing experiments and bombarded the object with all manner of energies so um you're taking an artifact that already creates this like creepy
0: monster with like a mouth at the end of a snout and there were two big heads on the previous panel that monster looked real weird and it's like, oh, I'm going to add more energies to this because that's going to make it better.
1: And he he sort of succeeded, and it created Dream Killer. Um,
0: super powerful. They're of one mind and one soul, or something like they are.
2: They are bonded. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it, it raises a couple questions. Like, you know, sort of like bad, bad on, bad on Ghost Rider, bad on Danny Catch we're just like not disposing of this artifact <laughs> like, <laughs> right we'll just we'll bury it with the guy it's fine um and you know you also get sort of this guy's whole motivation is like his ex-wife who he used to be has now married a nice responsible and successful man and he is not like that so he's gonna kill this guy who's treating the woman that he loves right <laughs> And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. So again, not lawful evil. We we are out of lawful territory.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, Chris goes back to
1: Allegra's place and he's like, uh, what's going on? Why am I here again? She's like, the dude just called me again. Like he there's something off with this guy. He wants some artifacts. Um and it's additional artifacts right? yeah and yeah. she gives clues like this is what i heard people saying in the background and he figures out that the dude probably works at mushrooms occult suppliers um, because she heard someone talking about mushrooms in the background so he deduces this knocks on the door. The lady's like, it's 6 a.m. We're not even open, and he's not due into work for like three more hours. Um, or two hours. So he goes across the street to a diner to wait out this dude coming to work. And he confronts him, he puts on the Dark Hawk armor, and this dude is like, You wanna fuck with me? Look at this object. And Dream Killer emerges again.
2: Yes. Yeah, and um they just start blasting each other um you know dark hawk using his um amulet ray thing and um they eventually start fighting i they don't say which park i think it's supposed to be central park um and they're just you know it's dark hawk and this guy who kind of looks like the hulk just um beating each other and then dark hawk gets very good idea where he sees the guy who has the thing that controls dream killer he's just like hey i can't hurt dream killer so i'm just gonna go punch the guy who can control him and it's like finally chris you have a good idea (laughs) yeah uh, he goes and uh tries to choke the guy out and um it it starts to work because dream killer swoops in and saves um the guy and then uh flies off and, and the police uh, meanwhile are tear gassing
1: the area yes. and dark hawk is like oh no <laughs> i should get out of here too and he just has a he says he's too wasted to fly because he it was not an even fight he was getting this knot kicked out of him he was yeah. so um he uses a cable and gets out of there and is then back home with his mom wondering like what do i do about allegra about dream killer and his mom is just real mad that he missed school um hearkening back to he's somehow a 15 year old yes and because we got to that point and i was like what he's not drawn like he's still in school and um that's the end of the story it ends super abruptly abruptly and rather oddly like i would have almost ended it the page prior with darkhawk going away like and added like one text bubble being like i need to figure out what to do about dream killer when i next encounter him or something like that
2: by the way i missed algebra class yes yeah by by the way um it's yeah um it it's it's also just like okay well I guess it's you know it's Giuliani's New York so they're just tear gassing people in the park randomly it's true um but it it's 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 weird um you know this this guy they never dream killer never pops up again um and yeah um I mean the the Allegra stuff is like an on again off again plot throughout like the rest of um Dark Hawk She set up as like his his love interest um and a lot of these issues also end with chris getting a stern talking to from his mother about like how could you miss class and he's just like well i i can't tell you that like i'm secretly you know the cool teen superhero like dark hawk um it's like well you know at some point you are gonna have to tell her like why you're getting thrown out of school but that's. That's that's your problem, Chris. It's because he has better shoulder pads than his mom. Oh.
1: Yeah. Um, the first backup story is about Oaksh, the Dark Hawk ship, which was a, a direction I didn't anticipate this annual taking because it was so abrupt. I'm like, oh, maybe
0: there's a follow up. Maybe there's like the next chapter in Dream Killer versus Dark Hawk. But no, it's about a ship. But it actually is kind of cool. Like I did. I feel like this was my favorite one where this ship is the giver of the Dark Hawk amulet. There's all these different avatars throughout time, and it's always the ship that holds it all together. But there's an evil menace like the person who had created the Dark Hawk amulet for evil purposes before his underlings overthrew him. And he wants that power back again. So it sort of all turns into um the good scientist whose consciousness is now in the ship, which is a weird thing to say. Um keeping that evil overlord at bay.
2: Yeah. Um like if if anyone's familiar with um know like like DC's Captain Marvel or like Miracle Man, it's the same sort of thing where like activating the Dark Hawk amulet swaps the wearer's body with the android sort of form um and they go off to the ship and like you were saying the evil overlord and i i as much as i make fun of it i love dark hawk i cannot defend this though his arch nemesis is named evil hawk <laughs> um, and evil evil hawk is the um the guys are trying to keep out, uh, Dargan Bach, who um, just decides as his villain name, I'm, I'm just going by Evil Hawk. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: and the the good person's consciousness in the ship, like, he has to reboot the system, and it seems like it's getting harder and harder each time. Yeah. Um, and they, Is it more they- complicated than just a system reboot? Because that was the vibe I was getting
2: yeah it's it's he's got to do like a full like psychic reboot thing and it, it's yeah it's it's confusing mm. um and, and like there's there's later there's like later retcons during like later stuff where like the net landing stuff where it's it's actually like this might be Fake and there's this group, the fraternity of Raptors and Dark Hawks. Part of and it's it's very like convoluted, which they <laughs> no. they, they they later completely then ignore ignore that, and it's just like it's, it's, it, because part of that is then like oh Chris imagined some of this and it's just like well is he like mentally is, is like all this just a, a mentally ill teenage boy, but then they. <laughs> they later walk that back we're like oh no, no no this this is this is real he he wasn't schizophrenic oh. <laughs> oh
1: oh so and in the end you're saying that this tiny little backup story does not matter in the long run at all
2: well this this then actually turns out to be
1: probably the real
2: thing okay but um yeah don't 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 worry about it like don't worry about it <laughs> he- A story I am worried even less about is the following backup
1: story about the younger sibling. Holy shit. Um, (laughs) It's it's, one
0: of them, the nerdy one, is real annoyed with Chris and like does not think he's cool, but the cool brother thinks that Chris is amazing.
1: And Chris is there. They're at a baseball stadium, they're there for a game. And Chris got them, you know, tickets to go there because he sells peanuts there. He sells peanuts there. Um, But then there are like some, some mean teenagers who uh, are trying to rough him up and because Chris was taking a break to sit by his brothers and the dude's like you're sitting in my seat I'm gonna dump your peanuts all over and Chris is like I can't turn into Darkhawk I would love to right now but I can't um he sort of gets the shit beat out of him um yes. before he starts retaliating but one of the thugs is holding cool brother by like the neck and he's like, you want me to <laughs> crack your brother's you want me to snap his neck because I will, which is really an escalation at a Mets game, but I guess it's the Mets. So it it's within the realm of possibility um nerdy brother smashes the peanuts box over a thug's head. event staff blame Chris and they're like, get out of here, you're fired. Um, cool, cool brother had saved the amulet which had fallen off and um, that's the end of the story he loses his job
0: oh I mean the nerdy brother with the peanut box does open up the thug to a gigantic thug by Chris to knock him down the stairs but yeah this now this makes so much more sense with what you were saying about the brothers being so close to figuring it out and never do when they're like, here, have this mysterious amulet that has this
2: shape on it. That's that's glowing. And like it, it's also like a constant story beat in Dark Hawk that he just Chris just gets the shit beaten out of him because he's just like, Well, I can't transform into Dark Hawk, so I'm just gonna let these guys just like beat the crap out of me because my nerd brother is like here, and it's like, oh, okay, this is happening again. No. Uh, yeah, I I the the confusing like there's a lot of confusing things with Dark Hawk is yeah. the 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 like he's he's in like War of Kings and like there's a retcon that the Darkhawk technology is actually Shiar technology and like Lalandra gets assassinated by one of the 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 raptors and like it just don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, f-
1: and uh, this isn't even the last backup story no <laughs> Although,
0: fun fact when i graduated grad school there's the falcon was the mascot and so we had to recite this thing that started i am a falcon oh no. <laughs> i did not get invited to this raptor group wow.
1: no no it, the, it got lost in the mail um <laughs> the last backup story A bunch just a shaboom uh, there's an explosion um the, the focus is this armor oh that's yeah. right Dark Hawk
2: isn't even in this
1: one no, no. Dark Hawk not appearing in his own book no. um,
2: the, it the, is, final, the ultimate indignity he's not even appearing in his own book
1: <laughs> it, so it's it's an evil guy wanting armor And then they blow up the scientists
0: who made the armor blow up the evil guy and they're like, huh, we've got our armor back or something. And then one of the people puts it on to do good things.
1: Yes. And he becomes Savage Steel. So they set up Savage Steel as a new character going forward in Darkhawk, despite him not being the new character. Who doesn't go anywhere after
2: this issue. Yes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, it is. It I feel is, like that sums it up right there. It is such a weird
1: toss-away story. I mean, Danny Fingeroff wrote every single thing in here, and I feel that he cared more about setting up Savage Steel than Dreamkiller.
2: And uh, as I said before, it's it's great because depending on how you interpret some later dark hawk stories this might just be the hallucination of of a uh teenage boy so it doesn't matter um true yeah doesn't
1: matter. so uh, scott obviously you enjoyed reading dark hawk this would compel you to probably read more dark hawk um it did on the cover say four great dark hawk stories that's a bald face lie yes it, um would you, Philip, want to read more Darkhawk? If
0: Dreamkiller was there, maybe like how, yeah. is, how is Dark Darkhawk going to overcome this super powerful enemy, who's out to murder people? Uh, we never taking, see him again.
2: Taking his meds, I mean that that, <laughs> that would solve a bunch of his problems. Actually, um, yeah, I I I would love to see, um, and we we never will, but I would love to see like actually an omnibus collection of like some of these like like dark it's 50 issues you could easily get that and do an omnibus, yeah. but i think i'm going to be holding out for a long time on that yeah <laughs> um i thought it was fun i would read him more in a team
1: environment than a solo environment yeah I, especially yeah. nowadays like they could put him onto a regular team like if they ever did something fun with the Guardians instead of going back to the movie cast all the time. Every time they reboot it. And maybe he could be an adult now. Yeah. Yeah. He could all right. Well, Scott, thank you for joining us and lending us your Dark Hawk knowledge because I definitely had none. Um where can folks find you online to tell you their Dark
2: Hawk stories? Um, I, I think I am after Danny Figaroff, the default expert on Dark Hog. So uh, you can you can find me uh, at uh, Mr. Scott Free on Instagram or Twitter. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm around. Say hey. We
1: are on Instagram at X-Vector Files Podcast. We will be posting images all from this issue. Um, and make sure to check us out there and also hit up Art of Lucas's t public storefront or any of the storefronts where you can get our podcast logo on basically anything on the face of the sun or the moon or the earth um we uh, we have all bases covered or the orcs yeah or or the orcs um so we will catch you next time see you later be well Bye. bye